Last week we talked about the fact that the enemy is always trying to pin us in a corner. He's always trying to limit our options. That there is a devil and he wants us to make poor decisions. He wants us to live in fear. He wants us to be isolated. He wants us to think that we are stuck between a rock and a hard place all of our life. That we're never going to get ahead, we're never going to be victorious, we're never going to be healed, our marriage will never turn around, financially we're going under, we're going to die a premature death. He tries to get us into thinking all of these things, and what he really tries to do is limit our options. And so we talked last week and read from the book of Daniel, the story of the the Hebrew men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how they were given an ultimatum. And the ultimatum was basically this, you're going to bow or you're going to burn. He said, you're going to bow or you're going to burn. But what the enemy did not know is there was a third option. How many of you know God's able to make a way where there seems to be no other way? Amen. So we talked about that last week. The third option. And the third option for the Hebrew children was, no, 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 I'm not going to bow and I'm not going to burn. Instead, we're going to go through the fire and we're going to come out on the other side. And when we come out on the other side, we're not even going to smell like smoke. Hallelujah. And so, in fact, what happened is the whole nation turned around because of that one particular incident. So there's always a third option. But we talked about the fact that you cannot see it with your natural eyes. You have to see it with your spiritual eyes. And I said last week, today I want to talk to you about how do we find that place where we can see something with our spiritual eyes, with our spiritual eyes. And so we read last week from the book of 2 Kings, and I, I want to just read it once again and, and go to it. And so 2 Kings chapter 6 And we're going to start and give you a little bit of background because what happened in this particular case is there was a man by the name of Elisha and he had a servant. And what happened was they, they were surrounded by a Syrian army. The Syrian king had sent this army. In fact, the Bible calls it a great army, a great army. He sent this army to kill or at least to capture Elisha. And his servant was with him. And listen to what happened. We'll start in verse number 14. It said, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. Now listen to verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? do. Listen to what happened. The servant went out. He sees horses and chariots. He sees all these different men that are gathered to kill him and Elisha. And he thinks to himself, okay, we have two options. The two options are we can surrender or we can die. How many of you know those don't, those don't sound like great options? Surrender or die. I, I, I don't like those. I, I, I I think maybe we should believe God for a third option besides surrender or die. And so he goes back to Elisha and he says, what are we going to do? I mean, we've got two options. Do you want to surrender? Do we have a, a, a t-shirt, white one, we could put on a stick and wave a flag? Or, or do you want to just try to go out guns blazing? Come on, and let's just see if we can go out fighting, you know? 
uh, John Wayne style. Come on, somebody. I mean, what do you want to do? What, what are we going to do? Those are two options. And the Bible says, here's what happened. Listen to verse number 16. Let's look at it. Verse number 16. So he answered, the man of God answered, this is Elisha. So he answered and said, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Ooh, I love that. I said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Hallelujah. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Listen what happened. First, the man of God said, don't be afraid. There's more with us than there is against us. Huh? And then he prayed, Lord, open his eyes, his spiritual eyes. Not his natural eyes, open his spiritual eyes. Open his eyes that he may see that there's more with us. That, that actually you could say it like this, that there's those surrounding those who are surrounding us. Uh, the, the, that the spiritual forces, God's army is surrounding the natural army that's surrounding us. And there's more of them, and they're bigger and they're badder. And so we have to believe with, and, and, and see with our spiritual eyes. But how did it start? What, what was the progression? What was the exact formula, you could say, for his spiritual eyes to be opened? Because here's what Proverbs chapter 20 says. Listen to Proverbs chapter 20. It says this, verse 12 says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, God has made them both. So when Solomon wrote this, do you think it was any coincidence that first he says the hearing ear and then the seeing eye? The hearing ear and then the seeing eye. So you want to find the place where you could see the third option. You have to ask yourself, what comes first? Do I see it first or do I hear it first? Let's go back to what happened in 2 Kings chapter 6. What came first? Did the servant hear the promise of God, the word of God, the prophecy from Elisha, or did he see first? Huh? He first heard the promise, and then his spiritual eyes were opened. Is that right? That's exactly what took place. First, he heard the promise. What was the promise? Do not be afraid. There's more with us than there is against us. He first heard that, and then his spiritual eyes were opened, and he saw it. He saw it. Now listen, this is not an isolated incident. This is over and over again in the Word of God. You hear and then you see. You hear and then you see. Because some of you are wondering, you know, Pastor, I, I believe in, in having spiritual eyes open. I, I believe in a third option, but how do, I, how do I see it? Well, let me just tell you, first, first, we start with you have to hear the Word of God. You have to hear the promise. Now, let's look over to Joshua, 2 Kings, but let's flip back to Joshua and Joshua chapter 6. And I, I want to read to you from Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. And we're going to look again, and we're going to see the same progression. Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1 says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. 
and no one went out and none came in. Huh? And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Listen to what it says. And the Lord said. Come on, somebody. And the Lord said. And the Lord said. See, huh? I have given Jericho into your hand. But listen to what it said in, in the very first part of the verse. It says, Jericho was shut up. Nobody went out and nobody came in. And God said, and God what? And God said, see, I've given the city in your hands. In other words, you could say it like this. Here's what happened. In the natural, it looked impossible. And God said, huh? And God said, see, I've given Jericho in your hands. So it could go like, here's the progression. I'm going to ask Pastor Alex for help today. Pastor Alex, if you would stand there, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, so I'm going to stand here just a little bit. I want you to turn around. Take your glasses off for just a minute. All right, here's what God said. God is telling Joshua, close your natural eyes. Obviously, because the Bible makes it a point to... to to put a highlight on the fact that Jericho was shut up. Remember, Jericho had walls that were so thick, they would race chariots around them. And so he says, close your natural eyes. In other words, like this, close your natural eyes. He loves it when people just come up and touch him and, and just, you know, do this to him. So close your natural eyes. Now listen, listen, close your natural eyes. Now, now listen to the word of God. I have given Jericho into your hands. I've given you Jericho. Now, 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 open your spiritual eyes. Did you see that? First, first close your natural eyes. Now, listen. I have given Jericho into your hands. Now, see with your spiritual eyes. Thank you, Pastor Alex. See with your spiritual eyes. I have given Jericho into your hands. Huh? See, with you. first, 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 listen. Listen. Huh? Close your natural eyes. Now listen to the voice of God. And God said, See, I've given Jericho in your hands. Now open your spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. Open your spiritual eyes. See, I've given you healing. Hallelujah. See, I've given you provision. See, I've given you the victory. See, I've called your children to come back to God. Huh? See, I've given you a new husband. See, I've given you a new wife. Amen. See, I've given you long life. I want you to see it. First, listen, listen, listen to it. Now, see it. See it. You've got to see it. Amen. But first, you have to hear it. Hear it. If you can't hear it, you'll never see it. Did you hear me now? If you can't hear it, you'll never see it. There was a lady born years ago, most of you heard of her name was Helen Keller. She contracted a disease at a very early age. And she ended up being, listen to this, both blind and deaf. Helen Keller was both. She was blind and she was deaf. And here's what she said. She said this, blindness separates people from things, but deafness separates people from people. Did you hear me now? 
Blindness separates you from things. Now that's tragic. But deafness separates you from people. Hmm? Spiritual deafness separates you from the voice of God. Nothing can be more tragic. It separates you from people. It separates you from people. So hearing is of the utmost importance. It's of the utmost importance. Can I give you one more example from the Word of God? One more example from the Word of God. I want to read to you one verse from the book of Habakkuk. I know most of you have majored in Habakkuk. But here's a verse in chapter 2 of the book of Habakkuk. This was just a prophet. Now here's what he said. Here's what he said this. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. He says, I will stand on my watch and I'll set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say. I'm going to watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when, when I am corrected. He said this, Habakkuk said this. He said, I'm going to separate myself to pray, but I'm also going to separate myself to listen. And when I listen, I'm going to see what he says. I'm going to see what he says. You say, Pastor, that's just a, that's just a expression. We use that all the time. Eh, just let's go see what they say. I mean, how many of you ever said that? We've all said that, right? I'm just going to see what they say. Huh? I say that to Cynthia all the time. Let's go into the Porsche dealer and let's just see what they say. Huh? <laughs> she said, let's not. No, I said, let's just go see what they say. Now, the problem is you see it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. You said that's just an expression. It wasn't for Habakkuk. Because the very next thing that the Bible says is, God said to him, write the vision, make it plain. In other words, I'm going to say something to you, and then you're going to begin to write it down because you're going to begin to see it. Because it's called a vision. It's a vision. In other words, Habakkuk meant it in the literal sense, not the figurative sense. He meant it in the literal sense. You're literally going to see what I say. Hallelujah. But if there's no saying, then there is no seeing. Right? If you want to find that third option, you've got to see what he says. And to see it, you have to hear it. You have to hear it before you ever see it. Amen? That's why it's so valuable. And goes on to say this, In that same chapter, just a few verses down, verse 4, it says, the just shall live by faith. I said, the just shall live by faith. Faith sees it, but faith also hears it. Can I give you a personal example this morning? My wife and I were pastoring in, in North Florida. Some of you have heard this before, but it's worth repeating. We were pastoring in North Florida, and we were happy. Things were going good. The church had got over a rough spot. We had turned around. We took over a church, about 15 people. It had grown. We were doing well, completely out of debt. Uh, finances were, were okay, not super strong. It's a small town, small church. But, but we were, man, we felt like we had turned the page. We had been there right at about five years. And I really thought I could, I could be here the rest of my life. I, I, you know, I was content. I was happy. But I remember something that took place a few years earlier. A few years earlier, I was at a youth camp. We had taken the teenagers to youth camp, and they'd given an altar call. 
Assemblies of God Youth Camp in, in Lake Wales. And, I, and when they gave the altar call, it's like everybody just flooded the altar. This wasn't an altar call for salvation. It was just a, an altar call to hear God, to, to let God touch your life. And I remember being on the steps of the altar, just, just there. And right there, God clearly spoke to me, one day you will pastor a church called Trinity. I, could, I mean, I heard it just as clear as I heard a human voice. One day you'll pastor a church called Trinity. Now, the church that I was pastoring in North Florida was called Manatee Springs Assembly of God, not Trinity. And I remember I, I just kind of tucked that away. I, sometimes you hear things, it's not for today, it's for you to just put away somewhere. You just store it and you go, okay, God, I believe that was your voice. But in 2004, when God spoke to us to leave that church, to partner with Trinity, I met with Pastor Peters. We talked about birthing a church out here in the Western communities. And at the time, the church was going to be called Trinity West. And that's what we did. We started a church 2005, September 18, 2005. You remember called Trinity West. We were Trinity West for, for 10 years and then... We changed the name to Grace Chapel, which is what it is today. But the church started with the name Trinity West. How did that happen? First, I had to hear it. If God had never spoke to me, if I'd never heard it, if I did not place myself on the altar, if I didn't position myself to clearly hear the voice of God, I'm not so sure we'd even be here today. I'm not so sure you'd be here today. I'm not so sure this would exist. Anything, I don't think, I'm not so sure any of this would happen. It all started with a word. It all started with hearing God's voice. When I heard God's voice and then God spoke to us to leave, it's as if the faith rose in our heart. No, no, no. This is God. How do I know it's God? How do I know to step out in faith and to move my family and and, and to to uproot ourselves and and go join with Trinity and and for almost no money, you know, live and work a secular job and still work at the church? And and my wife took a job and we put our babies in a a preschool. And and how 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 do you ever take that kind of leap of faith? How do you do that? Not knowing what, what next year looks like or next, next five years look like. How do you do it? How did I see any of this? I only saw it because I first heard it. Hallelujah. Hearing comes before seeing every time. I said hearing comes before seeing. Hearing comes before seeing. When I heard God say, one day you'll pastor a church called Trinity, then I began to see it happen, and then I was able to take that step of faith. Hallelujah. There's another option. There's another option. There's another option. So listen, if all that is true, and I believe it is, listen, it's scripture after scripture after scripture. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, God has made them both, right? In in 2 Kings 6, you first saw that Elisha's servant first heard Elisha say, don't be afraid, more with us than there is against us, hallelujah. Now, open his spiritual eyes, open his spiritual eyes. 
Joshua. It's as if God just kind of blindfolded Joshua, took him out to the edge of the city. He said, now listen, I want, you to, I want you to close your natural eyes because Jericho looks impossible. It looks absolutely impossible. Close your natural eyes. Now listen to what I have to say to you. Listen first. I've given you the city. Now open your spiritual eyes. Just walk around it. Walls will come down. Just walk around it. Walls will come down. Huh? Same with that thing happened to Habakkuk. I'm going to set myself apart and I'm going to see what he says. So if all that is true, listen, and I believe it is true, line upon line, scripture upon scripture, if that is true, listen to me, if your spiritual eyes are opened by listening with your spiritual ears, then nothing could be more important than you hearing the voice of God. I'm going to say that again. If your spiritual eyes are opened by listening with your spiritual ears, then nothing can be more important than you hearing the voice of God. I think it was one year ago, right about this time, we invited a man to preach by the name of Art Evans, a good friend of mine from San Diego. And Art told the story of talking to a, a gentleman who was an elderly gentleman and was talking to him about God. And it's as if the guy's eyes just opened wide. And here he is towards the end of his life and he looks at Pastor Art Evans who pastors in San Diego and he said, I don't think I've ever heard the voice of God in my life. How tragic is that? To go our whole life and never hear the voice of God. Well, if you've never heard the voice of God, then you've never seen with your spiritual eyes. Because you have to first hear with your spiritual ears. 